Hello and welcome to another episode of And There You Go. I'm Chad and with me is the ever-lovely Addie. I like that you call me that almost every time. Thank you. You're welcome. It's uh, easy to do because you're my lifer. Are you flirting with me? <laughs> always, always. So I think, you know, in episodes prior, listeners have probably gathered that we are a legitimate couple. We are together. And uh, I think we decided that we wanted to talk a little bit about that, how we came together, because we came together in some really weird circumstances. Yes. And we both had a lot of stuff happen before we met. And so this convergence of two people who have these crazy stories, basically, and how we met in a crazy time. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we were going to talk about that. And and I did refer to you as my lifer, and that's something that we call each other. Like when I came home from getting my hair cut this afternoon, I called you my lifer. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that. And, you know, lifer, sometimes think back to your high school days, at least for me, a lifer was somebody who just hung around the same town and did the same things. <laughs> I was thinking about prison population <laughs> well some of them you know, are lifers i suppose some small towns or some towns or some communities could be <laughs> kind of like that if right, you're but not able to get out we're not lifers that way no no it's we're a healthy way we're lifers like penguins yes we are absolutely like penguins. And I dropped that bomb. Boom. Right. Penguins. So basically penguins made for life, like a lot of uh, other animals out there. Yeah. I do believe. I taught classes about that. Yeah. Uh, penguins mate for life. The male tries to find a pebble that's the very most beautiful for the penguin woman that he loves. And... He vies for her attention and her love by offering a pebble. And I suppose they use pebbles because usually where they live, jewelry stores aren't real present there. You know, there's probably not a lot of opportunity to go out shopping for a beautiful ring. And they really don't have fingers to put a ring on it. No. No, the pebble... There's one very special pebble, but there are a number of pebbles, and they use that to build their nest mm-hmm. for their babies. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And there you go. And there you go. <laughs> Just like the podcast. Yeah. So the burning question is, why and how on God's green earth did we ever find each other? Well, that's a miracle, I think. Yeah. It really is. We were both going through some very serious personal issues Mm -hmm. and trying to heal from those. There was COVID. COVID hit, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, so we can preface this by saying we met in the late summer, uh, late July of 2020, right? Mm -hmm. That was the year that COVID had hit. And it was interesting how we met because... We are not in the same, we were not in the same towns. Uh, no. We were about three hours, four hours separated by travel distance. Mm-hmm. And I know that I had been on an online dating site. At the bequest of my kids, believe it or not, my youngest actually said, hey, dad, I can help you get set up on Tinder. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, it that is. That is so healthy. My kids 
even after everything I've been through, and they were dragged with me sometimes, which I, I don't know if I can ever forgive myself for, but they want me happy, and they were really pushing for me to find somebody, not just anybody, that's for sure, and they know I'm a relationship person, mm-hmm. and I was lonely. Yeah. I had had to move away. I was actually in hiding for the first two years that I was in this particular place and kind of continued that. So it was really a lonely thing. And so when you say in hiding, that's in reference to the nature of the relationship that you had just gotten out of. Right. And we've talked a little bit about that in a prior episode or two. Extremely abusive relationship that Mm -hmm. just even after the end, he would not let it end. And I was harassed and threatened. And I've done enough research and had enough therapy that I knew that under the circumstances, it was quite likely I would have to leave the state I was in, likely leave the country. Mm -hmm. I was pretty prepared to do that. But there were some things that happened that I made happen that I'll talk about sometime Yeah, yeah. uh, that made it so that I didn't have to do that. So I was on the same dating site that you were on, Mm -hmm. and it was, I had had it. I was just over it. Just kaput, yeah. I had not had good luck and some really poor dates, some very angry men Mm -hmm. uh, that would tell me off (laughs) if if I wasn't feeling like that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that the very night that I met you was the night I was going to quit. Mm-hmm. I was ready to push the button, and you popped up. You had, Seriously, you were that close was, to it? Yeah, I was that close. I knew you were close, but I don't know that I've ever heard you say it was that close. It was that close. Wow. You had you sent me a message, and I saw your picture. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably check this out before I press the button, because you are a silver fox. <laughs> Okay. Um, (laughs) Moving on. Um, No, but I I think I was in a similar situation in terms of of how I was feeling alone. I don't know that I was lonely, probably to some degree, but I was alone physically for the first time in my adult life. I was alone basically for the last few years of my marriage and maybe even longer than that, you know, how you just kind of, you exist together but you're not really together. And then I had moved out and I was on my own. You know, COVID hit. And, you know, while I'm an introvert, it was kind of the the aloneness was kind of deafening is how I'd put it. You know, I had my work and where I worked at the time, uh, I was a, what's that term, critical worker or whatever it is, you know, something to that effect where I had to be on property for the type of work that I did. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I had that going for me, but uh, I had a similar experience with the dating sites. I didn't have angry men on mine. I had women who had interesting expectations sometimes, and not always oh, truthful. I do tell. <laughs> uh, well, and not not always truthful in how they presented themselves uh, oh, yeah. uh, online. And so there's a lot of bait and switch going on. I, I did I did meet 
some nice people, but not, you know, there wasn't that fit. And then I saw your pictures, and the one that really caught my attention was the one in you, and then the hat that you wear. You wear hats very well, and I just, that caught my attention. Plus, your smile was just something to just really captured my attention. So oh, I'm blushing. So I, I, I don't remember the exact sequence of maybe I pinged you and then you pinged me and it created a match and we started talking. And Well, no, I don't know if we pinged on that one. Do you ping on that one? Well, I, okay. <laughs> okay, Miss Literal here. Well, no, but I, we said, okay, I'm interested in this person, and it's kind of a blind thing where, oh, oh. you know, you can't just start communicating with anybody. You mm-hmm. have to have a match in your interest. So you express interest electronically, and if they do too, then you're connected. And so we did that and had a very witty interchange. Well, we did, but let's back up a little bit. I have to say that one thing that I always did before I was willing to visit with anybody is look at their profile. Is Mm -hmm. that what it's called? Yep. And you could write full sentences and create a paragraph. Yay me. (laughs) And use big words (laughs) like me. (laughs) So I thought, oh, my goodness, this is a smart man. We have something in common. He's a good writer. He's looking for a lot of the same things. Yeah, I think I'd like to talk to him. Yeah, and I think that's the same for me, too, in looking at your profile, which is probably why I pinged you. Yes, I said pinged, Um, (laughs) whether that's a technical term or not. But your profile captured my attention, too. And one of the things that I remember in your profile, it talked about not wanting to move too fast. That was something that was really a big turnoff for me in interactions that I had before is just the speed at which they wanted to... And that scared me mm-hmm. because I wanted, I wanted to take time and really get to know the person. So th- that was something that really had an appeal to me in addition to the hat and the smile. Well, I think I even said, if you move too fast, that's a huge red flag for me. That's what it was. Yeah, something about a red flag like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. And I liked that. And so we started chatting back and forth then it just kind of went really fast from from there but <laughs> which but, is but exactly in, what i said i didn't want right <laughs> right but but not fast fast like you know it's like well use your imagination what that right, means right but what what i mean by that is we move very quickly to wanting to meet in person mm-hmm. and so we did that uh it was just a coffee to start with and then uh we uh Decided we'd meet the next day. We went out for dinner that night. Had a really fantastic dinner. We did. Had a great time. We basically shut the place down. We have a tendency to do that (laughs) because, and it usually involves some kind of shrimp dinner or seafood type thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, then we got together the next day and we took a very nice walk around a lake uh, that I'm very, very partial to. And I just kept watching, observing you as you took in what you were seeing around that place, and it just enamored me that you would have such an affinity for the place that meant so much to me. And I thought that was so cool. And I decided then and there, as we were sitting at the pavilion, having a hot dog, which is another story in and of (laughs) itself, um, that I wanted to kiss you. Uh But I didn't do it then because I was terrified. 
So we went back to my place eventually, I think, that night. And yeah. just uh, and had pizza. And did we have pizza? Yes. Okay. We okay. Did. And we were sitting out on my balcony, and apparently I wouldn't let you leave. Well, I kept feeling as though I should leave. I mean, I didn't want to overstay my welcome. Right. And, and let's, let's preface this by saying that you had taken a hotel in the area. Yes. And so you were staying at the hotel. And there was family that I was also visiting. Yes, yes. And so it was a multi-purpose trip down. It was just convenient mm-hmm. that we had met. Yeah, so we were, we were sitting on the balcony. It was a lovely evening, summer evening, and um, we were talking. And I just, you know, just the the nature of the conversation, the flow of the conversation, and I kept thinking, oh, I should kiss her. But I just didn't have the courage to do it. And he was, I didn't realize it was nerves. He almost looked grumpy or like thinking really deeply. And I kept saying, I, oh, I really should go. And you'd say, no, 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 don't go yet. Don't go yet. And... Then, after several times doing that, I finally said, I need to go. You should get some sleep because you work tomorrow. And Oh, and that's so, right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was still like, well, it doesn't really matter if I work tomorrow or not. <laughs> but we did eventually leave. And I thought I was just going to go to my car and say goodnight to you and drive off in the sunset because honestly I could not tell if you were interested in me or not if it I thought you thought oh she'd make a great friend maybe and but I didn't think because of the interchanges that we were having on your deck uh, I didn't think that it was going to be anything more than that. <laughs> Fooled you. You did. So I I suggested we take a walk around. There was a little pond with a fountain in it, and just asked if she wanted to if you wanted to take a walk around that. And mm-hmm. you said yes. We set off down the path. Yes, and the gentleman that you are, you asked if you could hold my hand. And you said yes, and I was so thrilled. And then it just became too much, and I think I just stopped short and took you in my arms and laid one on you. (laughs) I was kind of in shock. I was too, (laughs) believe it or not, because I I hadn't been in a situation like that in years. And I didn't want to screw it up, and uh, it was an amazing kiss. That's it for was. Sure. My knees buckled. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't felt like that in so long. I almost fell down. <laughs> but, but sweetie, as I held you in my arms, there, it just felt so right, and it just—I felt like this is it. I think this is it. This could be it. And it happened so fast, too, you know. But then you had to go. Mm-hmm. And then you went back to your home, three and a half, four hours away. Yes. So we were chatting by phone through that. And then I think the next weekend I had the opportunity, uh, because I needed to go see some friends out of town as well, or family rather, which was 
way on the opposite side of the state, literally. <laughs> but I, I use that as an excuse to say, hey, I'm going to be traveling. Can I swing by and see you? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was only one night that I was here where we now live. And I stayed in a hotel. Which I've got to say, anybody out here who's doing this, if a guy will stay in a hotel for you, he's a good guy, likely. He, I mean, he's he's respectful. There, yeah. there are no expectations. He was not moving too fast that way. And it wasn't a most Motel 6 at the time. No, no, it wasn't. And that's another story that I'm sure will rise, rise, raise oh, its ugly yeah. head here. It will. At some point in time. So at any rate, we just kind of progressed like that. And mm-hmm. then COVID took a real bad turn around Thanksgiving of 2020, uh, a little bit before. And we decided that because of your occupation, my occupation, and the intensity at which COVID was coming on, mm-hmm. that it probably would be best if we waited it out and didn't see each other until yeah. until we got past that. So a week went by, and we were texting. Two weeks went by. Three, four, five weeks went by, and I said, I can't take it anymore. And I said, I, I would like to come and visit you. So I came here. Yeah. We celebrated a little Christmas together. Yeah, and uh, we had celebrated Thanksgiving kind of virtually, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. But I think the night that I came here, we sat on your couch, and we stayed up until 2 in the morning or later than that and just kind of put everything on the table with each other. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, we started talking about if we're going to do this relationship, we need to be in the same town. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, you know, you had looked for jobs in the area that I was in. You had found one, but it wasn't a great one. And Well, um, it was, it actually was pretty good, but they wanted me there right away. And I couldn't move that fast. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I just remember maybe it was that it was not in a great area of town or something like that. I'd, at any rate, you decided not to take it. And I was kind of glad about that but we decided that we needed to 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 both be in the same town and go ahead i've got to stop you there because as we were deciding this i i was also deciding that i needed to be on the same page with you with something else that is correct and i remember we were you know we were sitting in a restaurant Mm -hmm. and you got very solemn and uh, very serious and uh, asked me a question. Uh, you asked me how I felt about marriage, I think, is, is, is what we, the way that it was said or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'm all for being together, but I'm not so sure I want a piece of paper right now at least. I think that's what I said. And I think you were relieved, if I'm remembering well, this correctly. If you have a different recollection... My recollection is different because I think I just broached it all with you. Okay. I said, I need you to know this about me. Yeah. I do not believe that I'm capable of signing a piece of paper again. And that's when I think I responded that I don't want a piece of paper either. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's more accurate. I said, I'll commit 100 percent and if i do that i mean it Mm -hmm. i'll wear a ring 
I'll call you my husband. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe that I'll get to the point where I could ever sign that piece of paper. Yeah. And can I ask, why is that? I know I have my reasons, but if you're willing to share. Well, I had bad experiences. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there, there was cheating involved, not on my part. Mm-hmm. The other one, I kind of have a feeling that that was the case, but he also tricked me into marrying him. He pretended to be somebody he wasn't. Once I married him, he disclosed that he was an alcoholic and had been an alcoholic for eight years, um, a night drinker. And as soon as he told me that, the abuse began. Uh, and because there was a piece of paper there, it was hard uh, to extract yourself it, from right. that. Yeah. And because of his profession, it made it even more difficult to mm-hmm. extract myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had a very similar experience. I mean, it, when when you're that bound together, it's hard to extract yourself, even if it's a very ugly situation. Um, I think what you and I both decided during that conversation is that the piece of paper doesn't mean anything. It's the commitment that we have to each other. And neither one of us had real commitment to us, given to us, by the partners that we've had. Right. And we would rather base our relationship on a deeply grounded, rooted commitment to each other. And the, the paper is just a symbol, uh, and it provides some legal context for the relationship. And I think we both agreed that... that it's the commitment that's more important to both of us. Exactly. And I guess maybe it probably made me feel safe because I could walk away if some abuse yeah. started. And I, I, yeah, and I, I felt the same way if I, that I, I could. And it's not, you know, it's not a, I'm ready to bail on you. I'm, Mm-mm. you know, and, and you're not ready to bail on me. It's, it's we have an absolute commitment to each other and, and to, to work together to make this the relationship that it's become and it's is continuing to grow into, you know. But but if it should turn south, you know, if some at some point in time, I reveal something about myself, some nature about myself, you know, then then it's it's that much easier for you, to, extricate yourself from the relationship and I pray to God that you would if if ever something like that occurred I don't want to be the kind of guy that is like those other guys well or, you or like you my just simply relationship aren't anything like them and I've never felt somebody more committed to me than you in a million years I I just think if you're not my person I don't think I have one that's how I feel. Well, that's something that we've we've talked about is that we found our person. Right. And this, like, being able to extract yourself from a situation, that that doesn't mean that I'm not completely committed to you. If you got sick or if I got sick, we would take care of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's almost 
anything, we would take care of each other and we would be there for each other as committed partners. Mm-hmm. But if there was cheating, mm-hmm. if there was abuse, mm-hmm. we could extricate. Yep. Yep. Regardless of the, uh, the uh, offending party, mm-hmm. the other person would be able to move out of that situation that much easier. Mm-hmm. And again, I, if, if it ever came to that and I was the offending party, I would say, please, please, please move as quickly away from me as possible. Well, same. Yeah, well, uh, exactly, exactly. And so our commitment really became the foundation. But we also wanted a symbol of our commitment to each other. Mm-hmm. And so we decided on a traditional symbol, which, is, uh, which are wedding rings. And so we both wear wedding rings as a sign of our commitment to each other. And that's a, a, a visual, a physical, tangible symbol of our vows to each other to, to stay committed and, and to treat each other with the dignity and respect that we both want and deserve and probably didn't have in previous relationships. Well, I know I didn't have it. Yeah. Ever. And uh, and, and and so, you know, we call each other husband and wife. For Some the, of the time. For the most part. You know, sometimes it just... It, I had a situation where uh, I think I was this is another time I was getting my hair cut. A lot of weird things happen when I get my hair cut. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. But uh, the way that the that the person, the stylist, and yes, I said stylist, not a barber, a stylist. Well, you use product, honey. Oh, so okay. So you that's, are going to true. a stylist. Yes, and I, I did talk product today with the stylist. So, but but it, it she asked a question in such a way that it was just easier to say. Something like my significant other, or something like that. It just kind of came out that way. But and so, but that's not you know the, the the label itself is neither here nor there. But you know everybody where I work now knows you as my wife. And, Same. Uh, I mean, you know, husband. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. You're welcome. Yes, I now pronounce you Larry and Larry. <laughs> that's a movie that two guys pretended to be gay so that they could reap the benefits of or some kind of situation where they, you know, if they were married and they were gay, they could whatever. But it was, I now pronounce you Larry and Larry. All so, right. There you go. Uh, and there you go. And there you go. <laughs> so, so you know, we talk about labels and terms and, and we talk about how you're my person. What does that mean to you to have me be your person? Why am I your person? That is a huge question. I think that my heart knew. My heart knew you were my person because of how well we get along, because of how much fun we have together, because we work on issues, if there are any, in an adult sort of way because we're both healed enough so that we can be healthy in a relationship. We have so much fun together. I had no idea that there would be a person that I could be around almost all the time. And we can always find something to talk about and have fun together. And it's 50-50 or 100-100. I don't know how to say that exactly because on any given day, you might have to give 80% because your partner is struggling. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but we get that. Mm-hmm. And so we can do that. And we want to do that for each other. It's just not even in question. Right. Uh, there was more that I was going to add to that. Oh, as well, there is a never-ending stream of conversation. Mm-hmm. And we both communicate so well together because we also listen well to each other. What? Don't even. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, those are just some of the reasons. We we understood each other's traumas, too. Right. And I think that you have probably something to say about that. Well, absolutely. And I think, you know, when I went into this whole dating thing and uh, thinking about possibly finding somebody, my hope, my my stated hope to myself was that I could find somebody who would understand my story. Somebody who wouldn't just listen and go, oh, okay, he's recovered alcoholic. Somebody who had some direct experience with something like that so that they had, and and it's kind of sad to say this, but they had their own struggles so they understood the struggles that I went through. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's connected us too is that we both went through hell and we were able to walk out and now we're going back in and taking buckets for other people to, to help put out the fires of hell. Uh, that's one of the things that we're trying to do. But that neither here nor there right now, but this notion of, of having this connection, this deeper connection. And I think that's why the conversations are so deep. And that's why the laughter is so authentic. I have laughed more out loud with you than I have my entire life, I guarantee it. And that's something even my kids would tease me about is, Dad's, Dad doesn't laugh out loud. And so I remember one Christmas a few years back, my youngest boy got these um, these kind of goggles that you could put on and put your phone in. It was like a 3D experience. And he so he put those on, and he was kind of bumbling around the family room amongst all the wrapping paper that had been strewn all over the place. And so he's just bumbling. And it was I don't know what it was about that situation. It was so comical that I was just laughing so hard. And the kids were laughing too, my two other kids, but they weren't laughing at my youngest. They were laughing at me and they're saying, God, dad's laughing out loud. They were so <laughs> surprised and, and they were incredulous. And I was just like, dad's actually vocalizing his laughter here. And so that was a very rare thing. And with you, it's like every day there's something that we laugh about. And well, that's, I'm a laugher. You are. I mean, <laughs> and I think maybe that's what gets me going. <laughs> You're kind of my, my laughter catalyst here. But it's awesome. It, it, and it's helpful because, you know, I've got such a quirky sense of humor uh-huh. that you're a good audience for me. <laughs> Well, I can zing things back at you. Yeah, well, and, and that's yeah, fun. yeah, you've got you're pretty pretty sassy like that. I I like to tell you that you're full of sassage <laughs> when you do that. But you are, yeah, you are very quick. You are very smart about your retorts. You you get me at at times with those zingers, and and the thing is, I like that, you know, and that's something that I didn't have before either. And so we're operating like at equal levels on a lot of different things and that makes it so much fun i think we're both in agreement as well that to us life is not about things 
No. Life is about experiences. Life is about experiences and people and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so we're somewhat minimalist. Yeah. Um, I think probably as things go on, we'll become even more that way just because experiences are our number one deal with yeah. each other. Yeah. I mean, traveling and food or theater or music, just whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Just like yesterday, just on a whim, we decided to go to a local place and have a burger, and, and we ended up playing pool and just had an absolute gas. It was just a just a whim and something that I haven't done in years. But, well, we were terrible. Yeah. But we had so much fun. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about different labels for each other. And one night we were sitting in bed, and I don't remember how it actually happened, but you referred to me as your lifer. <laughs> and... You know, not, again, we talked about earlier, it's not like I'm living in the same town or, you know, like that kind of lifer kind of a thing. We're like the penguins. We're kind of, uh -huh. we're lifers. We are. I, I suppose, you know, if we had a ceremony, you know, whether or not there was paper involved or not, the uh, officiator of the wedding could say something like, I now pronounce you lifer and lifer. <laughs> something along those lines, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we're just up in the air as far as what our labels are for sure. We just know we love each other and yeah. it's going to be forever. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, well, we're about at the time uh, that we should probably dance out of this episode, but do you have any, any uh, quotes or anything? I know that you, you've always come up with such great quotes, but do you have any uh, last quotes or insights that you'd like to share? Well, as far as COVID goes, there, I did have uh, something by Dave Hollis. Uh, he said, in the rush to return to normal, use this time to consider which parts of normal are worth rushing back to. Right. And I think the two of us really learned a lot yep. because it of COVID and what's really important. I think we should explore that notion of normality and what our values are, because I know my values have changed over time. I think that's something that we could talk about in a future conversation here. So. Right. But I have another quote. Go for it. Um, Elizabeth these. Gilbert, uh, you were given life. It is your duty and also your entitlement as a human being to find something beautiful within life, no matter how slight. And I think that we helped each other back. I think so. All right. Well, Miss Hattie, thank you again. Uh, once again, it's been a fantastic conversation. Thanks, honey, for being my lifer. Hey, right back at you. Hey, you know, something else that's exciting that we have to talk about is uh, our new website. Mm -hmm. And we're using a, a different uh, type of a, I don't know what it is. It's not the .com or whatever, but it's and there you go live. Yes. And we'll be posting things out there, links and all that kind of great stuff. But it's something to look forward to. So uh, check it out. And there you go, dot live. Until next time, everybody, be well. Be well. And be happy. Exactly. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.